This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Art Breakers. Welcome back to another Breakdown bonus episode where I'm joined by Jack's co-worker, Justin. Yeah, first of the new year, right? Yeah. This week, we had a story about a girl who says she was dating an indie musician and says she got love-bombed like crazy. Mm. And love-bombing is something that I feel like a lot of people have a hard time defining because it's such a gray area. Like, how do you know if someone just is like really into you or if they're quote-unquote love-bombing you? Worry about love-bombing all the time. This is going to sound so bad. Like if Nicole and I were to argue about whatever, you Uh know, my gut reaction after that is to like try to not fix the situation, but try to make her know like, although we argued, I don't hate you. I love you. So I always feel like I have to like over say it in those situations. And then as I'm doing it in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, am I like, am I love bombing right now? Am I love bombing in my own marriage right now? Yeah, I get worried about that stuff. Well, I think the difference is, are you quote unquote love bombing her to get something out of it? Or do you just want to make her feel better? Like you're okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Feel better in that situation. Because we just, whatever it was, we were arguing. And like, I have this, I have this thing where like clutter in my house stresses me out. And so if it gets to a point where I'm already stressed out and then there's clutter, like I just freak. I just I have to throw stuff away. And uh, so that would have been the last argument we had is I was just trying to throw stuff away. And we apparently needed the stuff I was trying to throw away. And I was like, I just got to get it out of the house. Like, you know, like it just got to go. Um, and then afterwards, I'm like, I'm sorry. I freaked out. I love you. You know, like just all that stuff to try to make her know I'm not I'm not mad at her because it was the mess that I was trying to throw away was her stuff. And so like she thought I was just holding that all in and freaked out because she's messy in that situation. But that was not the case. What a prime example of somebody who is not love bombing. <laughs> Somebody who's conscientiously taking somebody else's feelings into consideration, I think is the opposite of love bombing. So the way that I've always heard love bombing be described by professionals and experts and yada, 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 is it's something that's manipulative. Like, how Mm -hmm. can I make you love me more? Because that makes me feel good. I love this relationship expert. His name is Matthew Hussey. He, (laughs) I have been watching his videos since high school. Like I wanted to, as a teen, find out how to get boys to fall in love with me and give me dating tips because I grew up super sheltered. And as I was going into college, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to know how to like talk to boys. And I'm just going to watch all these videos and I'm going to be an expert on how to trick men into loving me, which as you can see at the ripe age of 26 going on 27 has worked out really well. If it makes you feel any better, there was definitely a point in my life where I Googled how to flirt with girls. So (laughs) you got to learn the game. And look, it worked out. You you ended up with a wife. Oh, no, no, I zero. I have zero flirt game. I use like with Nicole. I just like looked at her until she acknowledged my existence. And then we then we started talking like that was that was it. (laughs) 
And then two days in, you're like, should we get married? And she's like, yeah, should we just not? should we just get married and have a kid? Let's just do it. <laughs> but anyway, I love his his advice and the stuff that he talks about because he just feels very knowledgeable and it all makes sense. Like he talks to you not like you're five, but he puts it into terms that I think a five year old could understand. So mm-hmm. Matthew says that love bombing starts from a place of insecurity. I'm not doing all these nice things for you because I want to build something with you. I want to feel something. I'm going to make all these promises for you. So you'll fall in love with me because then I get to affirm my belief that if you fall in love with me, that means I'm really awesome. Awesome. Basically, love bombing, and this is, I'm going to pivot to a different person who I love to watch their videos, is Katie Morton, who's a therapist. She's come on the podcast once and I fangirled because I was like, I love you. And (laughs) she was like, these are the five signs that you're getting love bombed. And it's crazy because all these things popped up in the episode I put out on Tuesday. So it was literally like textbook love bombing. So the first is excessive gift giving, wanting to be with you 24 seven, pushing for a quick commitment. Like, I don't Mm. know, getting married in two weeks, (laughs) Um, isolating you from your friends and family, and then being offended by healthy boundaries which are not things that you're doing, Justin, when you just want to make your wife feel good. When <laughs> That's good to know. When um, she's going to fight with you. Yeah, that's good to know. And and it does sound like all those things like you were pointing out are self-centered. You're trying to either confirm or, um, uh, I don't think the word is discouraged, but like prove wrong something that you've set in your head that you're unlovable. So now I'm going to make this person want to marry me in two weeks to show that I'm wrong about myself. Yeah. Well, it's manipulative. And Mm -hmm. Katie Morton talks about how it's not always a narcissist that does this, but it's so closely tied to narcissism because it is all about that self-affirming. Oh, I think someone's walking into my apartment. Hang on. Hello. Pause real quick. Mm -hmm. Little behind the scenes action for the people at home. Right before we got on this call, I told Justin, I'm like, I'm terrified because I walked into my apartment and it smelled like rotting eggs, which the internet, because the internet knows everything, Mm -hmm. that it was a gas leak. So um, I'm just glad that I'm not going to pass out from gas. That's what we do with with Quinn, right? Whenever there's any problems, we'll like (laughs) Google it and it'll be like, you need to take her to the ER right now. (laughs) Um, We actually did have to do that because she was she was puking the one day not to get too much TMI. That was scary. But um, for the most part, it's always like, nope, they're fine. They just need a little bit of extra food and then they're happy. Well, anyway, back to the main episode. So something that the interviewee said that I thought was really interesting was she talked about how in the beginning when the love bombing was happening, she was so turned off by it. She's like, why is this guy giving me all this attention for (laughs) literally no reason? And then she reconvened in therapy and she talked about how she felt like she had done something wrong. Like there was some kind of flaw with her that if this guy could go from being so obsessed with her in the beginning to then being completely disillusioned with her by the end, like it must've been a her problem. Mm -hmm. And I identified that with that so much because in every relationship where I've dated somebody, I've always had a fear in the beginning of that part where they realize that you're a real person and they don't fall for the idea of you anymore. And that sense of rejection that you get when they become disillusioned with you, just uh, when she said that, I was like, I resonate with this so (laughs) much as somebody who's a perfectionist. Yeah. And I get that, you know, like, like we've talked about before is like that, the, the honeymoon phase of dating or like the, like you were saying, the idea of you, like, you know, in those first few weeks, sure. You might, fall in love with somebody or think you have feelings for them, but you don't actually like know them, know them, right? Like you don't know them as that's as they are when they're at home in their PJs on the couch, you know, streaming 
whatever it is. So like there is a level of that. You don't you don't truly know somebody till till you're with them 24/7 for like 3-4 days. Then you might have a better idea of who they are. Cuz you always say you should get the honeymoon phase over as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, because the honeymoon phase is fake. Like it's it's not a real relationship. You're lovey-dovey, you're Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey walking around holding hands and flying to Argentina for each other. Like no, get get that out of the way. Get it to the off season, get her done touring, see what happens between the two when they've got anything but when they've got only time on their hands, you know? Listen, I don't think it's love bombing when you're just two millionaires in love. I think that's, that's fair just too. you. I think that's just two people living their perfect celeb lives on their private jets. I I am very envious and jealous of that. And I'm not saying that they're love bombing each other, but you know, get to a point like they've from that situation specifically, not that we have to go down this rabbit hole. Both of them have a whole lot going on in their lives. (laughs) So like, you know, attention to their relationship is probably there. But it's definitely not at 100% because she's, you know, touring. He's got the playoffs now going on. Like, you know, give it the offseason. Make her not be on tour. And like what happens when those two are just like, actually home together for a whole month while he's in the off season or something, you know, like that would be more of a idea of what their relationship would be if you're going to continue dating. When it comes to love bombing, and this is something that I thought of when we were talking about it, me and the person I interviewed on Tuesday is I think love bombing is so relative to how much you make, because like, for example, Travis Kelsey flying out to Argentina to see Taylor Swift really is nothing. And any no. some random finance dude that I'm dating down the street in Buckhead to flying me out to Argentina or something like that, completely different. Yeah, very much. T- two very different situations. And like his situation is like, oh, cool. He's doing that to support her. But like, you know, if, if the finance bro is doing that for you, it's like, all right, well, what is he trying to get out of this? You know, like what is is this going to be used against you in a way? You know what I mean? No, 100 percent. I guess this falls into the category of pushing for commitment too soon or having unhealthy boundaries. But when is it OK to say that you love? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Someone, like, you know what I mean? Like, and we've talked about this before. When do you have the license to tell somebody that you love them? Like, when do you actually mean it? Yeah. And that's, and you know, and I think there's different levels of it, right? Like, you know, uh, the I love you a month in is more of like, a, I really like the situation and the the spot we are together. I love you two years in is like, or, or three years in when you're very committed. That's a different I love you than than two months into the honeymoon phase, I love you. Well, I always compare it to books that I read. Like the older that I get, the more cynical I am about whether or not two characters actually really like each other or love each (laughs) other. Because I cannot stand the trope of insta-love where two characters meet and they're like obsessed with each other. I'm like, you two are both really fucked up. Let's find out why you're fucked up. And Mm -hmm. then have each other see each other while you're so messed up. And if you still say I love you after all those flaws, then, you know, then I will believe it. It's like, uh, I don't know why you maybe it's just because Nicole's watching it. Nicole's been watching the One Tree Hill. 
I don't know if you yeah. watched at all, but it's like one, maybe it's just because I'm older. The show is so painfully predictable. Like you just see everything 25 minutes or 25 shows before it actually happens. But also the amount of like quick I love yous and triangles and moving around. It's like, what is happening here? This is all of you are very unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I could never get into that show specifically because I think two of the characters get married at like 17. And that's yes, too Nathan. Unless Scott. you live in Provo, Utah, that's not happening. So it's it's I can't suspend my disbelief enough to feel like that would actually not happen. even that. They get they get married in high school and then that person quote unquote goes on tour because her music career starts taking off. It's it, the whole show is just wild. Like, um, what's his name from Fallout Boy ends up dating one of the characters at one point. Like, <laughs> I just like I'm like, this is such like early. I think it was on MTV, but I was like, this is such early MTV. Like any band that was starting to get big, it's like, hey, you want to come on this show and be a love interest on one of these characters and it'll promote your band some more. It's like, okay. I mean, those were the good old days. I do love a team drama, but um, One Tree Hill, I think was a little bit before my time, so I could never quite get into it. One Tree Hill very much gives off Degrassi vibes where it's just like everybody's got some some craziness going on and you're just like, oh my God, why do you keep making these decisions? <laughs> back to back to the original point <laughs> off of One Tree Hill. I think another thing to take into consideration that my boy Matthew Hussey also said was, and it kind of goes back to what I said in terms of needing to see who someone truly is before you say that you love them. Like you can't be infatuated with them and say that you love them. He said, character can only be gleamed through the average of someone's actions over time. Now, to be fair, if you're in a romantic novel and you're spending every day with somebody for a month and you're in some war, I can believe that you would love somebody after a month. And One that's but but that's what I'm saying is like that's why you got to get out of that honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase is like uh, for like a sports person, right, is when you're on a hot streak, right? You're just you can't miss a shot. You're just every shot's going in. It's like, see me 40 games down the season when I've gone on a cold streak. I've gone on a hot streak. I've gone in somewhere in between. I got hurt at one point and now I'm better. It's like, what's the average? What's your average score there? That's <laughs> probably your good sign of what you are, what you are going to be in this relationship. And if you're happy with that, then you're happy with the relationship. Or can you truly love your team if they're only a winning team? You don't, you're not a true fan unless you've been through a dry spell or if you're like, a Florida Gators fan, a dry decade. That's <laughs> like, why you need to be a date, date a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, man. They've, they have never seen much success. They will love you at your worst because we are <laughs> always at our worst. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are used to disappointment. So you're not going to catch them off guard. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I've got to say about love bombing. I'm going to link some of those resources that I checked out from Matthew Hussey and Katie, just because ugh, they're just so much smarter than I am. I mean, I, we can talk about how love bombing and the Florida Gators <laughs> <laughs> tie in together, but they're like the real experts. So if you want to check that out, head to the episode description. Ex-coworker Justin, it'll be a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.